0: Hello, Lafayette, and welcome to the LPI podcast, where we talk about Lafayette Schools, the L-Pi Education Foundation, and what your donation supports for our teachers and children. My name is Adam Welcome. I am the host of this brand new podcast for LPi and also a father of two children currently at Spring Hill Elementary. And I also spent 15 years working in Bay Area Public Schools as a teacher and principal. And thank you so much for tuning in. Today on the show, we are so excited to welcome Paul Chopra as our guest. Paul is a Burton Valley father, an accountant by day, LPI volunteer treasurer, every other waking moment that he's not working, coaching LMYA soccer, or skiing in Lake Tahoe. Paul, welcome to the podcast.
1: Can you please introduce yourself? Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. This is uh, so wonderful. I think, uh, you know, Alpai has done so much uh, over the last so many years, and it just continues to sort of have a great plan of action. Um, And I'm just here because, you know, I'm selfish. I have two kids, as you (laughs) mentioned, in elementary, Uh, but also I think our community. Uh, is so um, uh, wonderful and so grateful to have Alpi on board. So I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Well, you said for years, this is the 40th year of Alpi. I think that we need to just break in quickly and celebrate. I mean, I just turned 41. So Alpi is almost as old as me. And that's just remarkable. I, I do work. I work with a lot of schools around the country, and they're just kind of starting their education foundations and just El having that history for 40 years, I think is a, uh, I think is very, very profound. So kind of before we get into the nitty gritty, Paul, you have two kids, they they go to Burton Valley, what's, what's their favorite activity at school? Can you just talk about that? Because El exists to support teachers and students. So I think that we should, we should kind of give some fun stories to to kick it off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have a fifth grader and a fourth grader. So they're just one after the other. But, um, um, you know, they just, first of all, especially with this COVID-19, they just are so eager to get back to school. They just cannot wait. And my daughter was so excited that she even decided to run for uh, the Student Body Council president, just, just so that, you know, she can get the social aspect in some way possible. So um, that just tells you the kids are just so eager to get back to school, not just the parents, they're, they're the, the teachers, the school their friends, they miss them all. Um, Other than that, I mean, I think they just, they just love the fact of that whole uh, community and, you know, the friends coming together at school and just be there and be able to kind of do what's fun, you know?
0: I get it. I get it. So, Paul, you are the volunteer treasurer for El Pai. Talk about your role. Talk about what you do. I know El Pai has a massive budget. Thank you right off the bat to everyone who donates to LPI now and in the past and in the future. We cannot do it without your donations and your support. So thank you for the last 40 years. Paul, what does it entail to be the treasurer? And I, I've seen the budget. Oh my gosh, there's like 15 tabs on the end of that Excel spreadsheet. So man, break, break it down for us.
1: You know, I, I don't think it's that hard to really... Uh, the, the budget aspect is not really that hard part of LPI, but just LPI as an organization alone is, 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 is what really, you know, a massive um, um, sort of undertaking, right? Because we have an organization that supports close to 5,000 students in this community, um, which is a huge number. And if, if that organization wasn't around, the quality of education at Lafayette wouldn't be what it is. And to be honest with you, as an accountant, I think of like our, our standard of living or, or cost of, I mean, our um, sort of quality of living or uh, our property values wouldn't be what they are. So it all kind of ties in. And, you know, everybody says that, you know, education is the foundation of a good future. So Alpi is really what's sort of supporting our kids to have that, you know, brighter endeavor in their in their life. So, you know, for me, it's not that hard of a job. It just, uh, you, you know, uh, it's the other volunteers, the parents who uh, who give, and it's the businesses who support Alpi have a bigger job. I'm just a number crunchers, which I've done all my life. Um, I'm I was a CFO of a public company before. I'm a CPA by profession, so doing this is not that hard. But you know, if we're talking about just the financials of Alpay, it's always good to know that our our organization is is has always remained very healthy. And again, thanks to the community, we are we currently are sitting on about you know a little over two million dollars worth of assets, um, which is what we kind of call a reserve, right? It's the money we've accumulated over time for rainy day. Um, we raised over four million dollars. Um, in fundraising last year so we are looking back we're, we're sitting we did good and we supported I'm sure everybody knows so I'll be singing to the choir that how many things we support at all our um, schools from elementary to middle to high school um, so so it's been it's been it's been good so far um, just a little bit worried about uh, what's uh, gonna happen with Everything going on in the world, which sort of impacts everybody. And I'm sure it's going to impact us in some way. And that's sort of more of my concern a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, those are great points. And again, uh, Paul, thank you for your time volunteering. And I would say, I think this is a great time in the show to talk about what El Pai does support because your dollars and your donations go to a lot. And this year it looks a little bit different, obviously, because we are virtual learning. Uh, K eight in Lafayette School District, and I think it's also important to put out there. A lot of people don't realize that El Pi. Uh, I know I didn't realize this when my wife and I moved to Lafayette ten years ago. El Pi supports program at Akalani's High School, even though Akalani's High School is a different district. It's a high school district. El uh, Pi does support programs there, and you know just quickly to go through a few in K five. All the technology, I mean, just ensuring Chromebooks are available to students to to check out and and to bring home during distance learning, supplies and teacher funds, just helping teachers get books for their classroom libraries, which I know my own kids, since we've been home for almost six months, we've read all of the books in our house a few times. So we're excited to get some new titles uh, just as soon as those are ready to be passed out. Professional development, I said before, I'm a, I'm a longtime educator. My wife and I bought a house in Lafayette because of the programs that teachers in the district are doing, Readers and Writers Workshop. I think every teacher almost has been to New York, to Columbia Teachers College. And if you want to get better, you need professional development. Elpi is just a direct supporter of that. Parent education, talking about Stanley, providing all Chromebooks for students, electives, again, Parent. Uh, professional development, parent education, and then talking about the high school at Alkalani's again, the technology, powering distance learning by providing Chromebooks, uh, I think over 15 elective classes, and the wellness center. Now, a little surprise that maybe people didn't know, we have Jennifer Martel, the president of ElPi, and the vice president, good friend of mine, Danielle Gallagher, also on the podcast. Paul, before we go back to you and the numbers and all that crunching, Jennifer, Danielle, is there anything that you wanted to add? You know the inner workings of LPI much better than I do. Paul's on the numbers side. Just from a program implementation standpoint, Jennifer, what do you have to add about all the amazing things that Elpi is doing for the students and for the teachers of Lafayette?
2: Thanks, Adam. I think... Um, The things I would add for TK through five, um, art, science, music programs, um, those are the things that bring a lot of kids to school and make them love their school day. So we feel like they're so important. Music, again, at Stanley. Um, At Akalani's, we supply, we provide funding to every department at Akalani's High School, which is awesome. So um, in some way, we're touching every kid that goes to school there.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I love what you said about math and, sorry, music and art. A lot of districts across this country, some of them just don't have those programs because budgets are cut and have been cut or they get art once a month. And those, it's like the super Wednesday this year with virtual learning, you know, all of that's happening uh, on Wednesdays. Danielle Gallagher, you are a very involved Lafayette native, I know you went through all these schools, I'm not gonna say when you graduated, I think it was actually mm-hmm. after me, you're a couple of years younger than I am. Maybe you're a couple, yeah, you are, I know, because you're, uh, again, um, COVID birthday, that got bumped and bumped again. Danielle, we will be celebrating your 40th, hopefully very soon. Danielle, anything else? Maybe, maybe a program that your girls, or maybe a program that you had 40 years ago uh, as, as an Alpi um, alumni.
3: Yeah, Adam, so great to be here and thank you so much. Uh, I think one of the things that, one of the bright sides of COVID, and there are are very few, but is actually seeing these programs in action at your house. Um, I have a brand new middle schooler, a sixth grade daughter who just started at Stanley. And of the electives that LPI funds, she is taking wheel. And what I find fascinating is she started with art and the programs that are being delivered, she is building her own dream house um, using her Chromebook. And she is spending hours because she loves this so much and seeing the skill set that she is learning that I absolutely don't have. Um, And the, the passion that's gone into this, it's really, really neat. And maybe this is opening the doors down the line. Maybe she ends up being an architect. Maybe she ends up being some sort of designer. And I would have never known that about her, except she's gotten this access through the elective classes at Stanley. So that's been pretty, pretty incredible to see.
0: Yeah, there are many names for what that is. And the first one that comes to mind is project-based learning. Kids are taking a problem and they're building and they're creating and they're collaborating. And everyone listening, do you know what that takes? It takes LPI donations. It takes professional development that LPI supports. It takes giving teachers time to actually collaborate and problem solve. And then, like you talked about, Danielle, uh, the technology to actually do it. Now, we all know that this year is like no other year in recent history, not just for El Pai, but for the world. Now, Paul, I I know El Pai did not want to reduce support uh, of the districts. They support Lafayette and also Akalani's any more than they did. So in order to maintain optimal levels of funding, LPI did dip into their reserves, which, like we said, is, of course, why organizations have reserves. However, this has a ripple effect on future years. So as the treasurer, Paul, can you talk about those revenue streams uh, for LPI? And then maybe just the bigger picture. I know it's kind of hard to to plan out too many years in advance, but the six-month, 18-month, three-to-five-year kind of outlook. What are the revenue streams? What are the implement, implement um, implications if, uh, if the revenue d- does go down?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Adam. So, you know, we have Jennifer and Danielle on the call. So it'd be, it's really good that they can chime in and, you know, because they know all the intricacies of working over the years. But, but here's the bottom line, right? I mean, you know, we, we need to raise um, approximately $4.3 million this year, right? Uh, that's sort of how much money we need to raise to fund, uh, all our schools and every program that, that is important to the kids. That's the, that's basically the bottom line. And, and in order to do that, um, and keeping in mind this COVID situation and all the other uncertainties that are going on in the world, we took a very diligent effort to say, okay, well, how do we not, um, not pass this burden on to the community and the parents, So the first step we did was to take a look at how we can maybe run, you know, a leaner organization. When I say that, it's not that we have a very massive organization. We have, uh, you know, our our management is like really small. There's like four or five people that run the whole organization apart from all the, uh, you know, many volunteers. So we went down and down the path to see how we can tighten the bolts there and then, you know, the other thing we cannot do is we cannot cut down on the program. So we still try to maintain the programs that we want to maintain to provide quality education. So then the next thing we looked at is, okay, well, you know, we're, we're going to have um, some hard time probably raising uh, funds because there are going to be businesses that are suffering and probably some parents that might not be able to give as much. So then we looked at, okay, well, you know, let's look at our reserves, which I said we had two, you know, $2.1 million reserves. So... You know, we, you know, we, what we could have done was pass the buck to the parents in the community and say, well, you know, the ask is more now because we feel that there's going to be, um, you know, we're not going to be able to raise as much money. Uh, however, we kept the ask at the same level and we plugged the gap by liquidating a reserve. That's what we're planning to do. So, about quarter of our reserves of $2.1 million will be used just this year alone uh to plug the gap and provide the quality education that we want to provide and you know uh, and like you said adam i mean it is it is reserved so the organizations have it for a reason they have it for any day and it is it is the day the youth are reserve. but what concerns me is that that we're going to use one fourth of that in one year which is probably unprecedented um I'm 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 assuming and, and Danielle and Jennifer can confirm, in the forty years I don't think we've ever had to dip that deep into a reserve. So, you know, which means that just by the end of this year our reserves are gonna be one fourth down. Um so so like you said, we gotta we gotta look for what that's gonna mean to our future. Um and I think, you know, and if we kinda I mean we look at the macro level with all the stuff going on in the economy, um and, and, and with COVID situation. Um, and and then we look at the micro level. I mean, you know, it is it is it is our kids' future that we really need to think about. And if that means that um, you know has taken this step to say, well, we don't want to pass the burden on to parents to ask for more than the ask. Maybe the parents can consider this year, the ones who can, to give maybe a little bit more. I mean, just a small example would be is that you know our our Participation rate uh, last year was a little over sixty percent, like sixty-two percent. And I mean, it's great that we got sixty-two percent of the families, you know, uh, participating. But if we just maybe inched it up to seventy percent, right? I mean, it's a small uh, percentage of new families participating, and and we, you know, whatever they can comfortably give, even that could plug the gap. Just just that little small increase. Or the people who already give what they give, if they just gave 10% more, like if I give you know $100, and if I just gave $110, that could plug the gap. So, I mean, there's these little drops that that exist out there that could really help us help our uh, kids. And that's the kind of message we want to get to people that, you know, it's not all hunky-dory just because we're asking you 1300 It's not because we still think that you know, we're going to be able to raise that much money, just that we don't want to pass the burden on to you. But at the same time, if, you know, the families kind of, you know, keep kept in mind um, that just because of this distant learning, you know, our cost of running the quality of education doesn't go down. That that, that yeah. cost remains because all our costs are fixed costs, right? Majority of them, like we got teachers, we got, you know, um, programs. So, Actually, increases because we gotta invest more into the IT. Because you said at the beginning, kids got Chromebooks, right? So where did that come from? Alpi funded that. So our our cost actually is gonna go up. So if if anybody that this year thinks that oh, just because you know they're not asking more, I think there's enough money to pay for everything, and I'm just gonna probably not give because of whatever reason, I think I just want to make sure they understand that it is gonna have a very adverse effect because. You know, Alpi is a volunteer organization, it is a donation-based organization. If we don't get the funds we need, it is going to impact the programs uh, this year and the future years to come.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. A couple of things, Paul, that are on my mind based on what you said. Some people may be thinking, but wait, I, I voted for Measure L. Measure L passed. I'm, I'm, I have this now on my tax bill. Yes. And thank you to everyone who supported and volunteered. Danielle Gallagher was the queen uh, person of Measure L. I went to her house and phone banked many times. Uh, that was just to keep us at the funding that we were at. So that was important. This is, this is a different standpoint. Now, when we were talking earlier, uh, and Danielle and, and Jennifer, you know, I want, I want you both to speak to this on some level. I know as, as a former principal, Programs cost money. People cost the most money. Uh, people are expensive, and amazing people that we retain uh, are the people that we want to keep. So, in looking at the budget, and if you go to lpi.org, there are there are so many different uh, spreadsheets and graphics. And if you have questions, Jennifer and Danielle or Paul, they're the they're the experts to ask. Um, but when thinking about budgets and taking a quarter percent of the reserves, uh, you know, Jennifer, what what, do you, what are you thinking about as the as the president when you're when you're planning those those budget meetings and you're looking at those salaries? And this podcast is not real talk with Pai, but just to have some real talk right now about that because that's why that's why we're here. We want to communicate and inform the people of Lafayette.
2: I think uh, when looking at the budget for us, a lot of what we cover is salaries. So, um, we have to pay them and, um, we have to pay them regardless. And so, um, we, and we don't want to cut those programs down the road because as soon as we start cutting, they, we have cut them, you know, it's not easy to put a program back. So we, we want to keep what we've got because we have amazing instructors and, uh, you know, fund the people that are making school great for our kids.
0: Yeah, Jennifer, real quick, uh, the the program. So El Art is funded. Th- those teachers. Uh, who else, Jennifer? We have El Art, music, science. Okay, science, garden, the garden. Uh, what else? Uh,
2: there's different specialists at each
0: school. Got it. Okay.
2: Um, and um, at the high school, we are funding sections, and then we're also funding some teachers on special assignment
0: got it. So I would say I'm a K5 parent. That's where my my brain is. I'm going to go when when kids are done today, I know this week whenever you're listening to this podcast is kind of weird cuz it's conference week. Ask your children who their LPI art teacher is and who their LPI music teacher is in science. You know, get to know those people and we're actually hoping to get more episodes of this podcast out and actually have those people on this podcast so we can just bring their voice to the front of Of what's going on danielle as a stanley parent uh who uh who are those people at stanley that that you know of what programs
3: yeah those incredible elective teachers i mean that are enriching our students curriculum and Mm -hmm. and lives um and then as well as the wellness center at akalani's right that is that is such an important part of of life right now being at home and the last thing adam i wanted to touch on is that ripple effect um Although we are talking about this school year, whatever we raise this year will have effects for years to come. And so the amazing thing is, is our community rallies. Our parents and community members always rise to the occasion. And so we are asking you in whatever way you can to donate and to donate as little or as much as you can, because that will affect our children's education for years to come. So I think that that's something to keep in mind that every dollar counts and every dollar is so appreciated.
0: Yeah, you know, I just have to say thank you again, Paul, Jennifer, Danielle, and just a, a heartfelt thank you to everyone that is in Lafayette that is supporting not just LPI but teachers and principals and volunteers and members of the PFC and just everybody in between that has been here, and all those people that live in Lafayette that don't even have children in Lafayette schools. More, you know, we need you, and, and also, and also, we thank you. So, please, if you enjoyed this podcast, um, subscribe. Tell your friends. There's a link. Leave comments. Leave questions. Email Danielle, Jennifer, Paul, myself. Get a hold of us. We will answer these questions on the LPI podcast. If you want to donate still, go to LPI.org. There is a green little button right on the top of the website. Click on donate, give what you can. Jennifer, you are the president. Is there anything else that you want to say to finish out this podcast?
2: Um, Just thank you. Thanks, Adam, for getting us organized and getting us started. And thanks to everyone for supporting LPI throughout the year.
0: Yeah, Danielle, Jennifer, Paul, thank you, everyone. Have an absolutely amazing day and uh, keep on supporting LPIE.